Once Latin America's wealthiest country, the conflict has plunged Venezuela into deep economic turmoil. And the government's management of the economy has been disastrous. Conditions in Venezuela are heartbreaking. Single largest economic collapse outside of war in at least 45 years. This is Voices of Venezuela, a new mini-series produced at the Center for Strategic and International Studies in collaboration with the Dracopolis Ideas Lab. I'm your host, Moises Rendon, and the director of the Future of Venezuela Initiative at CSIS. I was born and raised in Venezuela. I left the country in 2012 to pursue better opportunities and a safer life in the United States. In each episode, we will dive into one of the many aspects of the crisis in Venezuela. We will hear from Venezuelans about what's happening on the ground and weave in analysis from experts at CSIS and beyond. We will cover a wide range of issues from water infrastructure to the lack of medicine to illegal mining. We will highlight what the U.S. and international community can do to help the voices of Venezuela. Venezuela was once the richest country in Latin America a country that took advantage of its vast oil reserve to fund a stable democracy that lasted nearly 50 years. So how did the country find itself in this current crisis? By the late 1980s, the stable democracy was showing signs of weakness. As oil prices dropped, inflation rates surged, the economy contracted, and the number of people living below the poverty line increased. Compañeros, lamentablemente, por ahora, los objetivos que nos planteamos no fueron logrados en la ciudad capital. When Hugo Chavez, a little-known military captain, staged an attempted coup in 1992, he captivated the country's poor. They had grown dissolution with the status quo. In 1998, campaigning on populism and redistribution, Chavez won the presidential election. Al diálogo, al debate y al trabajo conjunto por la Venezuela bolivariana. He would go on to oversee the country's biggest oil bonanza, mismanaging nearly a trillion dollars in oil revenue during his tenure. Under the guise of 21st century socialism, he distributed billions to both the people and his cronies, which eroded the country's democratic institutions and fueled to what is now one of the most corrupt countries in the world. Chavez tripled the country's external debt, centralized public institutions, curtailed freedom of the press, nationalized oil, telecommunications, and power industries. Chavez died in 2013, leaving behind an indebted, autocratic, and militaristic state that was more dependent on oil than ever before. As the price of oil began to plummet, Venezuela spiraled into an economic collapse. The policies of Chavez's successor, Nicolás Maduro, have done little to improve things on the ground. He mismanaged nearly every aspect of the economic crisis, created an illegitimate legislative body, he's aligned himself with organized crime, suppressing political dissent, and his policies are fueling the worst humanitarian crisis in Latin America's modern history. After Maduro's re-election in 2018, which was widely denounced as fraudulent, Juan Guaidó was sworn in as the interim president, according to the Venezuelan constitution. Power struggle between President Nicolás Maduro and the opposition leader Juan Guaidó just keeps going on. Guaidó is now recognized by more than 60 countries as the legitimate president of Venezuela 
until free and fair elections can be held. It is at this inflection point where we pick up our story. Throughout the series, you will hear about the impact that the country's hyperinflation is having on Venezuelans. Well, it was a super stable company, Mampa Hygienic Division. It started decaying due to a lack of currency from the government. It started diminishing. First, they paid us for each shift, then for each regular shift. And then they started taking us out to the street, saying, no, go for 15 days. But that was 15 days that they didn't pay us. We would come back after 15 days, and then they would pay us. You will also hear about how Venezuelan's hospitals are failing to treat preventable diseases due to lack of medicine and power outages. I went to the hospital and they prescribed a lot of medicines, but those medicines weren't available. So they prescribed, like, how do I explain things like plants, home remedies, I guess. In our next episode, we focus on the refugee crisis. Here in Colombia, the story is very hard for a lot of us. The disaster, the hardships we've experienced, not having a roof, having abandoned your bed, your house. It's not the same to have to sleep in a thunderstorm, without bed sheets, without a good bed or mattress, sometimes on a piece of cardboard on the ground. The necessities have been hard. We will dive into the Venezuelan refugee crisis and talk to Errol Jaipok, Deputy Director and Senior Fellow at CSIS Project on Prosperity and Development. Join us for our 10-episode miniseries, Voices of Venezuela. Voices of Venezuela is produced in collaboration with the Trocapulus Ideas Lab at the Center for Strategic and International Studies. Special thanks to Jumi Araki, Julia Kim, Bree Sealy, who contributed to the production of this podcast, and to Maria Despradel, Claudia Fernandez, and Linnea Sandin for providing research support. Thank you for listening today. We will be here next week with a new episode of Voices of Venezuela. Thank you.